0: Yeah, it's good stuff, it's good stuff. Um, We're going to have a chance for you guys to chat to them at the end. They've set up um, kind of stools around the back um, because we want to help anyone here that's part of Metro um, to connect in with the people who are making a difference on the front lines of our city. So you have a chance at the end of the service to chat to those guys that you just saw um, on the video. Um, If we haven't met before, my name's Sam, um, I'm the student team leader here, along with uh, Alexia, we lead the student community and see lots of our lovely students back in the building, which makes me very happy. Hello to all the students who are um, watching online, whether you're a fresher, just tuning in, Um, great to have you here. Hi mum, while I'm at it, Um, nice to see you as well. Um, It is so great to be here wrapping up the third part of our series, Mystic Radical, and we are doing a deep dive into Psalm 84, trying to ask the question that you saw on the trailer. What does it mean to to have faith? What am I living for? Do Do I want to go deeper into faith myself, or am I trying to live for others, and how do we balance that? Now last week, um, I know there's a lot of new faces here. If you weren't here, uh, Claire Thompson um, talked us through the first few uh, verses of Psalm 84, an amazing talk, looking at what does it mean for us to go deeper into faith. And we can read those first few verses and what we kind of see talked about in, in Psalm 84 as the first blessing. And so it says this, how lovely is your dwelling place. They are ever praising you. This is the first blessing we see in Psalm 84 that Claire talked us through last week, that we're blessed when we dwell in God's presence, when we go deep in our faith in him. If you're someone here today that um, you're just checking out church, maybe a friend's brought you along or you're watching online, um, you need to know that as a church, we really value that, that we want to be people that aren't just superficial Christians. It's not just the cherry on top of the Sunday of our life, a little extra that kind of we, we stick on afterwards. Actually going deep in our faith, in the way that we live that out, in in how we read the Bible, how we spend time with God, our prayer lives, how we worship, all those key fundamentals are so important to us. And so we want to be a people that go deeper, that that experience that blessing of spending time in God's presence. And we're kind of calling this this group, this blessing, um, the mystics, a mystic. If you're here, you're someone who says, I have a a connection with God that I feel like, actually, I feel um, like, when I, when I spend time in prayer, I, just, I find that connection with God. When I'm in the, the secret place with God, I, I feel connected. You might be a mystic. And that is brilliant. That's, that's great news. Um, and we want to, like I said, go deeper. We want to follow Claire's advice on that. But I think probably for a lot of us, we can kind of stop here. If I was to ask you, what at the start of this year, is is one or two things that you'd love to grow in in your faith this year? I bet for a bunch of us in this room, we'd have some really good answers, um, like I want to go deeper in my prayer life, or I want to understand the Bible more, or I want to spend more time in worship. And they're all really, really good things, but we can often kind of stop there. And it's not that that's not incredible, but it's just that God has even more for us. And we see that as we read on the next few verses in Psalm 84. We've had the first blessing to to spend time in His presence, to be a mystic. And then we read the second blessing. It says this Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. They're talking about their relationship with God here, saying, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, God, who, who draw their strength from you. And whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Now, you can translate this differently in a few different translations. Um, It's it's translated as highways of the heart. So, um, it's kind of a cool phrase. It's it's this idea that that these people that are talking about, the ones that are blessed, have something within them, have a, a highway in their heart, have a pull, have a compulsion. To, to not just stay in uh, the temple that they talked about earlier, not just to stay where they are, but to go out and to make a difference. They have a, a compulsion, something pulling them onwards, something pulling them out to the world. And we read where they're going later. It says, they have their heart set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. each appears before God in Zion these are these people that are blessed they're blessed because they have something within them something about their faith pulls them onwards to say I don't want to just keep this to myself I want to go and change the, the the world around me and so we can call this second kind of blessing that we can all have is to be a radical to be a radical, someone who is making a difference. Now, um, to give you a picture, this is what I think about when I think of these people, when I think of the guys that are just nailing this stuff. Um, It's a time, a few years ago, I was with the youth up in Woodlands Church, uh, Woodlands Central Church, our mothership up in Clifton. um, And we took about 60, 70 young people away for the weekend. And obviously, very good idea, top tip, fireworks. Brilliant with young people, really safe with teenagers, can't see any problems coming here, right? We set the fireworks up. Traditionally, you put a firework in the ground, it goes vertically and then explodes. Um, We're taking a slightly different tact with our fireworks, it seems, so they were shoved in the ground and they slowly just started to lean over. And this is quite terrifying, so don't feel ashamed if you laugh. Um, But also, if it scares you, then either reaction's fine, it might tell you something about yourself, but fireworks fall over, and instead of going traditional, vertical fashion, they kind of went horizontal, and fired towards 60 or 70 young people um, who didn't really know what to do in that moment. And let me tell you, that is a crystallising moment, that is one of the, I don't know if you've ever had these, those moments where you really find out what you're made of, you really find out who you are, and... uh, Let me tell you, my friend Sam, he he was a radical in this moment because as those fireworks started to fall and rain down, he instinctively, in a moment, started to run towards the fireworks. Now, I don't know what he was thinking he was going to do when he got to the fireworks. If anyone has any answers of, of, of what he's hoping to achieve there, I don't know if he's going to dive on it, kind of you know superhero style and take the hit himself. But either way, he just started running, and that for me, really impressive. That's a guy, he's a radical, he sees an issue, he's compelled in that moment to just go and do something about it. Um, I, on the other hand, may have pushed some teenagers out of the way to get behind the bush. But, but we'll move on from that. Don't worry about that. That's fine. Um, I've learned since then. That was a crystallizing moment. We need to be radicals. And actually, we need to be radicals because we're facing the same challenges that the people of the psalm is talking about were. You know what I said earlier? It said the, they, these pilgrims, they pass through the valley of Baca. Now that, um, as Philip uh, taught us in the first part of this series, that's not um, an actual physical place. You can't Google it. Um, You won't be able to find it to go on holiday there. You probably wouldn't want to, because the Valley of Baca is this kind of metaphor that can be translated a few different ways. The word Baca can either mean um, the valley of tears. The word Baca meaning tears. It's this place of pain, of difficulty, of, of torture, of darkness. Or actually it might be that the psalmist is talking about the baka shrub, which is this little plant that lives in such hot and arid desert places that um, the, the sap from within the plant kind of comes out on the outside and it drips down and almost looks like tears on the outside of the shrub. So hot, so difficult, inhabitable is this place, is this valley of tears. And yet it tells us the people who are blessed are the ones who decided we're going to go there. That's where we want to be. We want to be in that most difficult and dark place. They're the radicals. And I love that the guys who wrote the psalm didn't, um, didn't just pick somewhere that's literal, that we have the get out free jail card of saying, well, it doesn't apply to us. They're talking about that town over there. They used a metaphor so that actually it applies just as much to us today because we can say that bristol itself is a valley of bacca is a valley of tears now i know there's a few freshers here i also know some guys who maybe have moved um over summer um, young professionals starting a new job new to bristol figuring it all out um i said this at the first service and i'll say it again Bristol, best city in the world. Anyone else agree? Big cheer. Thank you, yeah, we love Bristol. Uh, Bristol is undoubtedly, I've been to loads of cities, haven't found one better. It's brilliant, it's alive, there's great music scene, it's it's vibrant, Um, more coffee spots than you can, I don't know, have a coffee in. Um, More beer spots than you can have a beer in. Um, There's so much going on, but actually, also underneath that all, it is, a valley of tears, it is a place of darkness. Now chatting and hearing some of the stories of the guys here, our, our cha- partner charities, who will be able to tell you that, actually as Tilly meets with people in the food bank, people in Bristol are in a valley of tears as they work out where the next meal is gonna come from. Emily will be able to tell you the work of In Hope, the people who, um, who have kind of fallen through the cracks of society in some ways, and actually struggling to find places to, uh, to sleep for the night. Bristol for them can be a valley of tears. It's the same with the guys who work with the TLG in the most deprived communities. It's the same for the guys that go into the massage parlors in Beloved or, or work with ex-offenders that are coming out of prison that in so many of these situations the city that we love can be a valley of of tears, a place of darkness. Philip gave us a few stats just to help us understand actually the scale of this. We can see that compared to the national average, in Bristol, diagnosed depression is higher than the national average. Self-harm in young people is higher than the national average. It's the same for the suicide rate, higher than the national average. And alcohol-related hospital admissions are also higher than the national average. Life expectancy in Bristol is lower than national average. In fact, if you go from here to some estates in the north of Bristol, the life expectancy of the people living here versus there will drop by 10 years. The equality in our city is so great that people are losing 10 years worth of life because of it. And finally, three of the four worst performing neighborhoods for schools in the country are here in Bristol. It's a beautiful city, it's an amazing city, but it is a valley of tears in so many ways. And so as a church, we wanna be those people that say we're on a pilgrimage, that we're gonna go into those difficult areas. And what, what the Psalm says is that these guys as they go, they're blessed because they, they go into these desert places and they dig and they dig and they dig until they hit water and dig a well. And they take it with, uh, together, they, they work to turn this desert, these arid, difficult places, into the oasis where there is water and life. Now... It's really important that as we talk about what it looks like for us as a church because this is who we want to be right we want to be people making a difference if you're um, here for the first time we say that we exist to help people find jesus love one another follow jesus and serve our city we want to be a church that serves our city so radically that if we were to disappear off the face of the earth the city would miss us because of the impact we have for the poorest and most vulnerable but how do we do that well how what does it look like for us to serve our city as mystic radicals? Well, think about it like this. You know, I spoke about that first blessing, the mystics who have that deep personal faith, or the second uh, people that are radicals that have that um, that highway in their heart that says you've got to go and make a difference. And for many of us, it's a bit like being left or right-handed. I'm right-handed, so I can I can write. I can write with my right hand. I'll be honest, it's not very good. <laughs> I do a lot of typing nowadays, and it's pretty hard to read. But my left hand's even worse. Um, I, you can barely even read my left hand. But for some of us, we, we have one kind of part of this equation, mystic, radical, that we're stronger in. You might say, I'm, I'm someone who just loves going deeper. And you say, I'm a mystic, but actually, I really struggle with giving money away. I really struggle with with praying, not just for, for my situation, but for the world. I really struggle to tell my friends about Jesus. Like, I'm not so good at the radical bit. Or maybe you're the other, you're kind of left-handed, you're, that's your stronger hand, that you're a radical, you're a go-getter, you, you want to do things, you want to make things happen. But if you're honest, your, your personal faith, it's not as deep as you want it to be. You struggle to have that quiet time with God. You, you struggle to have that connection or really get to grips with the Bible. But what we believe the psalm tells us what we want to be as a church and what it's going to take if we're going to make a difference in our city is for us to be a bunch of people who are mystic radicals who are both in equal measure that is is an amazing thing for us if we can be people who have deep personal faith but then also go and make a difference wherever we are I just want to dig into this a little bit more because I think it's really helpful for you to stop and think in this moment, which one am I? And if you're at home, you can do the same. Just think, am I leaning one way or the other? Because it can really affect how, how effective we are in doing this stuff. If you're someone who who is that mystic who just loves going deep, but if you're honest, like you look at your friendship group and you've surrounded yourself with Christians, which is great because it helps you go deeper, but it's not so good in terms of impacting the lives of people around you. If you're someone who um, you spend loads of money on journals and a new Bible and um, you love going to Christian worship conferences and stuff like that, amazing, so good, that can really help you go deep, but you kind of spend more money on that than you give to the poor. Actually, we want to be looking at this and saying, how can we be not just mystics, but radicals? It's a bit like, if you're like that, it's a bit like having a Ferrari, right? You've got this Ferrari, it looks lovely, it looks incredible, it's full of petrol, it's sat there, and you, every day you stare at it, admiring it, just loving your, your Ferrari, but you never drive it out of the garage. For so many of us, we're we're investing in our faith and and we have an amazing, close relationship with Jesus, but we never put it on the road. We never use it for the good of the world around us. And I want to say this as carefully and please take this in the right way. Uh, I want to be pastoral when I say this, but for some of us, the truth is that as we're mystics, but we're not putting it into action, our faith can be quite selfish. That it's more about my faith than the impact that it's having on the world around us. Or maybe you're the other side. Maybe you're a radical and right now you're feeling pretty good. I got off the hook. I'm good here. I'm the one out there doing it. Those mystics, they suck. I'm here. I'm making a difference. I'm giving my time and money. I'm praying. I'm going to Metro prayer every Thursday. Um, I'm on it. I'm making a difference. But actually the trouble is if you don't have that deep, personal faith you can end up with real issues too you know we we read a bit about this again in those verses we just read it says it's a second blessing let's read that again it says that they went blessed are those whose strength is in you whose strength is in god And my question for some of you that love doing things that love being active that love making things happen giving your time are you doing that from your own strength Are you doing it because you're fired up by emotions? Are you doing it because you just want to make a difference? Or are you doing it in God's strength? Are you powered by something differently? When you go and you give your time, is it coming from a a deeper place? The risk is this, that for so many of us, we, um, we go from a place of strength to weakness. Has anyone climbed Ben Nevis here? Anyone? There we go. Josh at the back, a few at the back there. Um, I did that a few weeks ago. Thank you very much. Big round of applause. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I mean, yeah, very impressive. I know. Turns out it's really high. Um, got, got married. Didn't think that four days into the honeymoon, Hannah would be dragging me up a mountain. Didn't sign up for that. <laughs> Didn't know that. But um, that happened. And let me tell you, the first, I was I was almost jogging up it. I was you start off pretty keen, pretty up for it, and, and I'm feeling good, full of strength, and I'm, I'm bouncing up those steps. This is easy, but as I said, it's really high. So I get halfway up, and I am flagging, and on the way down, um, it's kind of like, get a different snack every five minutes, just to, you know, when I get to that tree, I can have a hobnob. Okay, come on, Sam, we can keep <laughs> on going. I had to do my approach, because actually, whenever we do anything like that, we go from a place of strength to weakness. That's, you know, that's facts, that's normal. But we also do that when it comes to social justice, when it comes to how we share our faith, when it comes to living out our faith. How many of you in this room last June in the wake of George Floyd were really pumped up? And you felt convicted and you felt challenged and you were sharing posts and you were going on demonstrations and you were writing to MPs and you were going to to prayer sessions and it was on your heart that you wanted to see a difference because you're fired up. You want to be radically in making a change here, but within a month, two, three, you'd kind of forgotten and your life didn't look all that different than beforehand. It could be the same with so many different parts of our lives. Maybe you're someone who used to be fired up about sharing your faith with your friends. That was just something that really kind of got you going. But actually over time, it's become less and less easy. You've become worn down by no's and actually you find yourself in a place of weakness now. A real problem that we face, I think especially for our generation, millennials and Gen Z, is that We can get fired up about things on a human level. And when we're 18, 19, 20, we think we can change the world. But we get to 30 and realize that actually the world's changed us. We used to be so on fire for something, but over time we've kind of burnt out. That's what happens naturally when we just rely on our own strength. And that's what can happen if we don't, if we're radicals, but we don't have that mystic side, that deep personal faith where we're being filled continually with the Holy Spirit, where we're in relationship with God, where we're coming to him to to love us, to to nurture us, to help us be filled up. So what actually is the alternative? What happens if we're both, if if we can be powered, not just by our own strength, but by that deep personal faith with God? Well, it tells us What happens for those guys who went on? Blessed are those strength is in you. They go from strength to strength, till each before appears before God in Zion. When we do things in our own strength, because we're just trying to make a difference, because we just want to change the world, because we're radicals, we go from strength to weakness. We find ourselves burnt out. When we start from a place of being in God's presence. And we start from a place of deep, personal faith. When we continually say, it can't be my strength. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in me every single day. We go from not strength to weakness, but strength to strength. We get stronger as we go along. We want to be a church here for the long run. We want to be committed to Bristol, not just for one, two, three years, but to see Bristol change from now onwards. If that's going to happen, we need to be a community that are driven, and strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. What does it look like if we did this? You know, let's take the example that we had a few stats of there of uh, well-being and mental health. Actually, for uh, for some of us, if we were here and we're just a bunch of mystics that are trying to go deeper in faith, and that's our sole aim is to just to deepen our own personal faith, we could have lovely worship times. We could have the best Bible studies. We could come here every Sunday and just have a great time. We could have mocktails, hint, we're going to have some later. But we could also go deeper in worship and, and just um, get to grips with the Bible and, and just have a really good time being Christians together. But the whole time, people are literally losing their lives. And we could be sat here doing nothing. Our friends, our colleagues, our, our uh, housemates... We're suffering in ways beyond what we can imagine, and yet if it's just if faith is just something personal, we could just be sat here. That's not a church that I want to be a part of. I don't want to be part of a church that looks into the situation that's coming and says, Well, I'm just going to sort out me first. We've got to be a church that goes. But actually, on the flip side, if, if we were just a bunch of people who said, Actually, we're less bothered about. In going deep in our faith, we're less bothered about that kind of that, those deci- uh, disciplines of, of me and God we're just going to be a bunch of people that just always go, that's our thing we're just always on the move and, and we've got no time for prayer, we've got no time for worship, we've got no time for reading the Bible actually we just face the exact, uh, a, a whole different problem I think about um, the mental health crisis in particular as coming in sort of waves that over the last few years, the waves are, I guess, becoming kind of gradually bigger and bigger. I believe that after, as we come out of the pandemic, we won't have waves, but we'll have a tsunami. And the risk is that as a tsunami of mental health issues come our way, if we're just trying to fight back in our own strength, just grit our teeth, we'll just be scratching the surface. To fight something so dark and evil, we need something stronger. We need the power of the Holy Spirit alive in us. So you're going to hear me talk about this all the time, just to bear, bear your, bear, brace you guys, but we're going to be launching something called Headspace um, literally this week, and, and the idea is this. If we see a world out there that is hurting, if we see a city that needs the voice of Jesus, into mental health and well-being we want to go because we're radicals and we'll do whatever it takes but it's not just we could just be another charity we could just help the guys who are doing amazing things because it's not just in our human spirit but actually we go with the power of the gospel filled with the holy spirit so everything we do there we want to be filled with the holy spirit so that we're making a difference on a big scale the opportunity for us is huge if we are people that are both mystics and radicals. Now, I want to finish, I'm going to bring this into land, but um, I guess I just want to ask the question, how do we do it, right? Because it's all well and good us talking about it. It's all well and good me saying you've got to be both deep and you've got to go out. But you're probably sat here thinking okay I'm just trying to get over like the last year and a half that was a whole thing and now you're telling me that I've got to change everything and go and, and I, maybe you say well I'm just not built that way you know I'm, I'm an extrovert for me I feel God when I'm out there with people being on my own you know reading my bible that sort of thing that's that's not my vibe that's I find that really difficult or maybe you're someone you say actually I'm, I, I'm just about sort of getting to grips with, with life now and, and the idea of going out and telling my friends about Jesus after I've only seen them on Zoom for the last year and a half, actually I just want to focus on, on kind of getting myself sorted now. Maybe you say I don't have time to do prayer time in the morning, I'm up and out in the morning, I, I can't do that. Maybe say I don't have time to volunteer in the evening, I, I, I can't do that. Actually how do we do it? Does the Bible tell us you just got to grit your teeth, dig in and go get them? It doesn't, it tells us this, Psalm 84 says this, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose way of life is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. That's the third blessing we see there. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. And it sort of covers all the the other first two blessings that came because what it tells us, this is right at the very end of the psalm, this is the last thing they say, this is their closing note, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Because all this stuff we've spoken about, everything that I've shared, actually, wherever you are on that scale, it comes down to a question of trust. Do you trust God? If you're someone who you have that deep faith, but you know it doesn't really show itself in action, You need to trust the God who, it says here, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. You need to know that whatever it is that you feel God prompting you to get up, dust yourself down and step into the battlefield, wherever you feel like God's pushing you to go and make a difference, to go and live your faith out, that you don't, you're not sent alone, but God goes with you as a shield. Do you trust that as you step out, He'll be there with you, protecting you. It also says, for the Lord God, this person that we trust is a sun. Now, the great thing about a sun um, is that all the good things the sun does, and I've heard it's a lot, is they normally take a bit of time, right? So a plant um, doesn't suddenly go from a seed to a massive sunflower overnight. It takes time for the sun to photosynthesize and I can't really say that word because I've got a lisp so it's, a, it's one of those night words it's like silly sausages and photosynthesis are the two words that I just can't really do um, but um, it takes time for the, the sun to, uh, to, to grow that plant same as you it took time I know for you to go from pasty white in April to the, the golden Adonis that we all were in August right? it takes time to get that suntan Actually, if you want to change, you've got to spend time in the sun. And for many of us, those of us who are radicals, who just like doing things, who just like making a difference, the question is, do you trust God that if you put things down, if you step back and just sit in his presence, just soak in him, that he can handle it? The world's not going to stop. He just wants you to be with him. If you're here and you're a mystic, the challenge is can you step out trusting that God is your shield? If you're someone who's a bit more radical, the question is can you step back and spend time in God's presence, the sun over you? And when we do this, it's not just that trusting in God is the method by which we see this change. It's also the reward because it says this, The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold. As we step out, God blesses us, and he blesses us, and he blesses us. The more we give of ourselves, the more that we go deep in faith and spend time with him in his presence, and the more we go and make a difference in our city, digging, di- digging wells, working hard to transform the darkest places into oasises, that is where God then steps in and says, As you give, I'll bless you, and I'll bless you, and I'll bless you. Kate had a word that she shared with our student leaders this weekend um, that she just felt God say to her on Thursday, which was simply that this year was going to be a year when Metro was blessed beyond belief, that God was going to bless individuals and bless our community. So I said to the 5 p.m., I'll say to you, if you've just joined us, you came just in time. God's just, Kate Gennard said it, the blessings are coming. Um, But seriously... As we step out, God promises, if you trust me, I will bless you. Here's our big idea. We are called to be both mystics and radicals who are compelled by deep faith to transform Bristol, trusting in God all the way. I'm going to invite the band back up. Now we go back into time of worship, but first of all, I just wanted to tell you as they come up, um, the opportunities for you to get involved in this. So if you're here and you know you need to put your faith into action, um, this is a great chance to do it. We have people that we really trust, that we love what they're doing in the city, who are here to talk to you about it. So big Dave Savin, um, give us a wave, Dave. There he is. Um, he's going to be chatting. Let's give, a, let's give a little whoop to all of them, apart from me, because that feels weird for me. Um Big Dave Savin is going to be over there talking about men to me, um, working with people who are just who are ex-offenders. Um, we have Beloved, big cheer for Beloved. <laughs> there we go. Um, who work with the women in uh, massage parlours and there's loads of opportunities um, to work with them even uh, if it's not going actually into the massage parlours. Um, it could just be a whole bunch of different things. I'll be over there um, <laughs> doing... tea. Uh, <laughs> <doing, laughs> <laughs> representing uh, TLG, uh, working to, we go into primary schools in the most deprived areas and mentor kids for an hour a week seeing their lives transformed for good. And then we got Tilly at the back there. Big shout out for Tilly with, with the food bank um, coming alongside people in desperate situations. And then we have Emily but also... Emily and Steve, big, Jim, big Steve at the back with Emily um, from In Hope who work with some of the most vulnerable people, especially those um, in situations like uh, homelessness and other similar ways that they um, support people with In Hope. So if you want to get involved in that, go chat to them. Loads of chance at the end um, to, to get out and, and put that faith into action. But would you stand with me now? Because um, I want to pray especially for those guys actually it's not a case of putting your faith into action actually it's a, a case of just knowing that God is with you now all of us no matter where we are whether we need to go deeper in faith or whether we need to step out in faith we need the power of the Holy Spirit working in us so God I want to pray for us as a community for each individual person here you know exactly what they need And Lord, we ask you just fill each person with the power of the Holy Spirit to be all that you've called them to be and to have the depth of faith that you call them into. In Jesus' name, Amen.